welcome to this week's episode of A Drummer's Guide 2. This week I'm talking about my experiences in auditioning. It's a scary subject, but I hope that all my experiences will help you with any auditions you've got coming up or any auditions that you have in the future. All right, enjoy! Today I wanted to talk about the mental side and the preparation side of auditioning. So I've... I mean, my very first audition was when I was, I guess, 14, and it was for a heavy metal band. Um, and I'm terrible at auditioning. I've, well, I have been terrible at auditioning. The older I get, kind of, I think the better I get. And to be honest, I think the less I sort of worry and fixate on the outcome, I just sort of um, enjoy the process because the more I do it, the more I realise that. It, there's so many factors and so many of them are out, out of your control so pff, let's just do the best I can and see what happens from there so I just wanted to talk to you about what I do to prepare for an audition what I physically do what I mentally do and hopefully they'll these things that I do will help you to prepare and you know just um, enjoy the process more than anything because it's it, I mean it is quite a enjoyable process because it's so bizarre <laughs> really so let's talk about an auditioning process a general auditioning process so generally although it's not always the case uh, you would probably receive a track maybe two maybe three maybe more to practice that you're going to actually be playing in the audition um, this isn't always the case. Like I say, sometimes um, in some auditions that I've been to, you get the track on the day when you're sitting in the waiting room waiting to go in. So the way that I would prepare for that scenario is um, be really good at learning songs quickly. Now, I know that, that sounds like, oh, well, what, what? you can't just do that. Yes, it takes time. So what, I did, what I've done for years, um, I've charted songs, I've made roadmaps. Um, I think by the time this video comes out, there will be another video that's already been out, which shows how I chart songs and stuff like that. So you can watch that. I'll probably do a more in-depth one as well at some point, um, just to help people out because, um, you know, so another drummer showed me how to do it, so it's only fair that I then show you guys how to do it because, you know, that's what it's about, isn't it? Um, so yeah, so learn how to learn songs quickly. If you can learn a song within one play of it, um, I, as I've said in a previous video, not only is that useful, it looks quite impressive as well. So, you know, if you want to impress a bit, it's quite a good way of doing it. Um, so yeah, but in most scenarios, I'd say, what's the percentage maybe? I'd say 70% of the auditions, that I, no, maybe more, 80% of the auditions that I do, you get the tracks beforehand and you have time to prepare. So here's how I prepare. Usually, I mean, you get the tracks maybe the day before, maybe two days before, maybe a bit more. But yeah, if you can think, right, in my head, I'm going to get these tracks the day before, unless they've already told you you're not going to hear them till the day, which they should. And if they don't, that's a little bit mean. Maybe ask the question, just say, you know, if they call you for an audition, maybe you need to clarify with them. Like, so uh, material wise, am I going to hear something on the day or are you going to send me something or whatever? Anyway, 
let's say you get a track a day before this is my process for in fact learning any song i treat learning an audition track exactly the same as learning a song for a gig so because um, I do a lot of gigs where there is no rehearsal, you just turn up and you just do it. So you have to know these songs inside and out, but you haven't even got to just know them inside and out. You've got to know them to the point that, say you're playing and the guitarist, or say they've all played together before and actually you're the one coming in and they have actually changed the arrangement where they miss out a verse or something, or they do a double chorus instead of a single one, which is on the record. You need to know songs to the point that if they've changed something you can move with them and realize oh right okay they've added in that they've added, added in an extra four bars they've added in an extra eight bars they've taken out 16 bars oh they've put in an extra solo you need to know that if that happens you know exactly where you are you know okay they've put in another, another solo which means that we're probably going to be going to the chorus after this so you need to know it to that level that degree you need to know that that riff is a chorus riff uh, you need to know that, that bass line is from the verse so we're probably playing a verse right now you know that sort of stuff and lyrically as well. I mean, lyrics is always going to be the thing that is the giveaway, um, for me at least. It, it's just how I remember songs best. Um, if songs don't have lyrics, I really struggle. I struggle to remember song titles. In fact, I struggle anyway with song titles, but I will struggle massively with remembering how a song goes if it doesn't have a title and I can't, um, or if it doesn't have lyrics rather, and I can't um, like put a melody to the to lyrics basically. That's why I, sh I struggle so much with jazz standards for that very reason. It's just, I find it so hard to remember melodic lines. I don't know. It's just something that I sort of have to deal with and I do and I, hey, it hasn't stopped me. But um, yeah, I, that's definitely a weakness of mine. But it's alright, it could be worse. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm sorry, I keep going off on tangents. So get hold of the song. What I do is I will listen to it and I will chart it. On my first listen, I will just chart it out. And I'm not saying that just play it through and chart it and if you don't get it right, blah, blah, blah. No, if I'm by myself, I'm gonna chart it. I'm going to stop it and rewind it. If there's little bits, you know, little bits where there's maybe like accents or, you know, or a very prominent fill that you'd think uh, they're, gonna, they're gonna listen for that. So I will do that, I will chart it. Okay, great. So then I will then go and practice it. I will go to my drums, which are over there in that room. Um, and yeah, I will play it, but I won't just play it. I will record it and that's playing to, in fact, no, I don't do that. That's a lie. Don't listen to me. This is what I actually do. I play to it with the chart. So, and I'll probably, well, it depends on the song, but I'll play it enough times that I'm completely comfortable technically with what I'm doing. I'm comfortable with how the fills are and how it feels in my head, but I'll get back to that in a minute. Um, and then I'll get rid of the chart. That'll be the next thing. And then I'll play it a few times without the chart and confidently, not, tentative, not tentatively, and I won't um, second guess any moment. I will know exactly, right, this is the end of the chorus, and now I'm coming into the middle eight, and yeah, cool, and this is all coming together. Then what I'll do is I'll record myself, and then I'll listen back to it, and I'll triple, quadruple, quintuplet check that it's the right feel, that it's locked in with the track because a lot of um, auditions that I do these days a lot of the guys are running track as well so you have to lock in with the track because that is 
that is going to be there no matter what. That is not going to move. It doesn't matter what any other musician is going to be doing over the top of it. You know that that is going to be a constant. So if you can lock into that constant, you're sweet as. And, you know, everyone else you'd hope would then want to lock in with it and with you as well. And that will be what creates a cohesive um, song performance. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's what I will do. Uh, physically this is how I learn a song and I'll do that for each song that there is fine that that works for me the next side of it for me is getting prepared mentally because for whatever reason when I go into auditions I turn into like a bit of an idiot like not like horrible not at all but I just get a bit hi i'm a drummer hi like just and like just i don't know what happens i fall apart and i i get very um well i have been very sort of like nervous and worried and kind of like i said i've gotten better over the years because i think i've just started caring less and not not in a musical like just care like i say caring less about the outcome i think i just try and treat it as i'm about to go into a room and meet a ton of new people and that is what I should be focusing on and how fun that is and because I love meeting new people I'm terrified me meeting new people because I think that they'll think that I'm an idiot but I really enjoy it I enjoy finding out about people and, and their story and what they're up to and all that sort of good stuff so yeah I'll do that I'll um no not I'll do that I haven't even said anything I don't think um yeah so what I'll do is I will sit down and I will have my headphones in and I will imagine walking into the audition confidently um, and then sitting down and with the headphones in I will play the audition tracks and I will visualise uh, the audition going super well and the artist being there smiling and you know, looking happy and uh, going great and um, all the other musicians, you know, turning around and smiling and grooving and whatever, however I want it to be, you know, grooving or if it's a rocky audition, rocking out and really lots of energy and all that sort of good stuff. So I'll visualise that and that kind of puts me into a really good headspace because it's like, right, I'm visualising what I want the outcome to be, which I think is so much of like so many things in life if you're visualizing this awful situation oh they're all gonna hate me and they're gonna you know although I do that to myself I have to stop myself and and go right let me just imagine the best possible outcome and then I can go in with that positive attitude because I think attitude and positivity will change an outcome I believe that it might not be right but I choose to believe it and I choose to believe a lot of things and I think it enriches my life more so um, yeah that's good as long as it makes me happy I don't mind um, so yeah so that's what I do and what other things do I do before an audition oh so some people will research an artist now this is just my personal preference and it's something that I've always done but consequently it has made me feel slightly awkward sometimes. Um, some people research an artist and they'll research, uh, now I will research, I will listen to others older stuff of theirs and what else they've released, absolutely. Um, but some people research about the artist themselves and uh, maybe read interviews and stuff like that. 
um, which I think has huge benefits, like massive benefits, because you kind of, you'll get a feel for them and um, you'll know some stuff that they've done maybe, that you can have a conversation about, but that doesn't sit right with, it's not that it doesn't sit right, I would much prefer to have a regular conversation as two regular people finding out about each other. I don't want to be there with all this knowledge that they don't realise that I have. And also, you know, if you read an interview or an article about an artist, at the end of the day, no matter how you look at it, even if it is an interview, the spin of it will be slightly of the interviewer's point of view or the article writer's point of view. So you can end up having these preconceived ideas about someone um, before you even meet them. And I, I don't think that's fair. And I think it brings a certain attitude to the situation, which, as I say, I think it's unfair to the artist. And I've had, I had one particular artist that had such a bad rep. This was my, this is when I learned. Um, yeah, they'd had really bad press. And I went into this audition and all I kept thinking was, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. This is just, I've heard, you know, you couldn't get away from the press of this artist. I hadn't particularly sought it out, but it um, it was everywhere at the time. So I was like, oh, they're going to be an absolute nightmare and it's going to be such a pain. I'm still going to do my best, but, you know, I just, I don't know, I don't know what I'm about to walk into. And the artist came in and was the absolute sweetest, um, kind, happy, generous, and in, like clearly incredibly hardworking artist. And they were young. They were really young. And, um, and from that moment on, I just went, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, take someone else's opinion of anyone. I mean, I, I have that anyway. I've, I'm, I'm a real stickler for um, taking other people's opinions of people. I, I don't think it makes sense. Um, I'd much prefer to meet someone and form my own opinions and my own experience because I like to try and find the positive in people and I'd rather concentrate on that because, as I say, I think it just gives you a much more enriched life and and um, better quality conversations and experiences anyway I'll stop talking about that but that was my lesson in like right do not do that now this does have a flip side because um, sometimes you'll be speaking to an artist and there are some things that actually I should say this is my personal feeling no one's actually ever told me this but like no artist has told me this. I feel like sometimes there's some things that they will talk about that is very common knowledge that you should know. That makes me feel awkward, but that's my own personal problem and I just need to get over it. I still have it. It takes me a while to really connect with artists because I have this, um, this insecurity that, you know, they're sort of looking at me going, why do you not know this? Like, this is so basic or, you know, everyone knows this. How could you, do you not even know the artist you're working with? But again, this is all my speculation. It might be absolute rubbish, but equally, I then have really nice conversations which are genuinely about something completely removed that 
is nothing to do with music or you know i i'd love to tell you some specific conversations but i but like okay i had one the other day with an artist that i work with occasionally and they were talk like out of the blue we're talking about these ancient cave paintings in france and they were just sort of being so passionate about it and explaining that anyone that comes to visit them in france they'll take them to go and see these cave paintings because they just adore them so much and it was just so amazing hearing them talk about this and like i say so far removed from anything we'd ever spoken about or anything that i'd ever known about them um but it was amazing and i feel like i wouldn't have had that conversation necessarily if i'd have thought oh i should be talking about x y and z because this is what i know about them um instead it was just this really lovely natural conversation so i can't remember why i started talking about uh, oh that's it about researching artists that was it um, but the conversational thing, that'll also come into the audition because, I mean, sometimes the artist isn't there. Sometimes it's the musical director or the management or it can be any number of people. Um, so, yeah, just learning how to have conversations as a natural, organic thing is quite useful. Like I say, in auditions, I get a bit weird. So I, I try to have natural conversations, but I am anything but natural in that kind of scenario, because it's just not a natural situation. You know, it's very microscopic. Um, it's very, yeah, it's just a tense thing. But it helps if you've sort of worked with, say, as a musical director, if you've worked with them before, that might make you feel a bit more comfortable, which is good. Um, if you have not worked with them before, and you've you know you're worried about it that might reflect on your performance because you want to do good for them as well as the eyes anyway it all becomes a a confusing and stressful thing but i think the headspace that i got into that made it much more bearable and as i said um like not worry so much about the outcome is i realized that at a certain level you go to auditions and technically, like the physical thing of playing, everyone there can do the job, like 100%. In fact, most people are overqualified to do the job. So that is not actually what you're auditioning. It's not your playing. It's more your personality. And that's not to do with um, if you're you know, it's it's more about, it's not about being the right, well, it is about being the right person, but it's, it's more about being the right person for the group that you're auditioning for, as opposed to a nice person or a horrible person, or just be who you are, because I might go in, into an audition, and although I'm quite outgoing when it comes to talking about this sort of stuff, um, I'm actually quite on a tour. I'm, well, I think I'm quite an introverted person. I'm quite a quiet person. I'd much rather sit and listen to someone talk about stuff than talk myself. I get quite um, self-conscious, especially talking in groups. That's another reason that auditions kind of freak me out because usually it's sort of like three, four, five, six people um, and they're all just looking at you. Like, go on, perform, do this, you know. Um, so that gets me a little bit... But then I try and hone in on one person and if I can connect with that person, then it kind of opens me up to the room. So that's how I handle it. But yeah, as I said, it's not so much about your playing because everyone will be at a certain level that they, 
can do the job. It's more about your personality. It's also about the way that you perform. Because let's say you're working with an artist like Bette Midler. Right, perfect example. Let's say you're working with Bette Midler and she's doing uh, a bunch of gigs and you are a player that plays like when you perform uh, Taylor Hawkins. Those two things probably aren't going to marry up. But if you have the capability to play a bit more kind of relaxed and a bit more sort of like chilled and just moving and in the groove and it's not about big and it's more about emotion, then that's great. Maybe you're more of a fit. So yeah, I think it's just, oh, and the image thing as well. I Like, it is a thing, it's annoying, but it is a thing. I'm more likely to get called for a rock gig than I would be to get called for, say, well, the Bette Midler thing. Even though, randomly, I have done that, although it's TV stuff, it's not playing, it's like miming stuff, but anyway. Um, but yeah, I'm more likely to get called for the darkness than I am for Bette Midler, even though I did do both. But anyway, <laughs> that's a whole other thing. Um, yeah, so then the other thing that I like to do is like play around a bit with the audition and kind of, um, like I say, not put too much pressure on it. For instance, there's this awkward thing that happens in a lot of, well, has happened in a lot of auditions for me recently, um, which is so cringy, but I kind of love it because it makes me just go, this is so funny that I just want to play with it. So they'll usually say something like, right, we're just going to go around the room and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. So I'll just, I, I love it. I'll just be like, hi, so my name's Emily Dolan Davis. Uh, I'm a drummer. I've been a drummer for the last 20 years, professionally for the last 10. I've played with depending on the audition, because you want to tailor your the artist you've worked with to the, the artist that you're about to play with. Um, I've worked with The Darkness and Brian Ferry and Tricky. Um, and I love long walks on the beach. You know, just silly things, just like something that will spark them and just sort of take notice a bit and go, oh, okay, like you're chilled, like you're not... You're not trying to be, yeah, so like I've done this and like, yeah, you know, really try it. Like, just like, it's cool. Like, I'm just enjoying being here, basically. Let's just enjoy this moment sort of thing. And then, of course, you've got the actual playing side of things, which can be, if you get really nervous, you may not play as well as you'd hope, but you'd hope that you're so well prepared that even at your worst, when you're most nervous and it all feels like it's falling apart, that lowest bar is high enough that it's still good. And I, I've always had that uh, feeling that you're, you know, even on your worst day, it still has to be an incredibly high standard. And um, yeah, I, I, that's, that's kind of how I roll with my uh, learning stuff and knowing stuff to that level and being comfortable to that level that I can be like on death's door, you know, with a fever and a cold and which happens, you know, you're on the road and you're literally, you can barely walk, but you have to go and play. And it's like, even in that state, you can still do the show. So yeah, I think that that is, yeah, that sort of brings the, the auditioning, the physical auditioning side of it. Oh, also, uh, when you are playing, um, 
it's sometimes good, well, it's always good, I feel, to try and connect with the other musicians if there are other musicians. Um, and, oh, I have to tell you a funny story, actually. So, uh, I've done some odd auditions in my life, like, really strange when you're just like, what is this? Um, the funniest one was, I do, do you know what? I don't remember who it was for. If, if I did, I probably wouldn't say, would I? I might. Anyway. It was for a video. It was it was some UK artist's new video and they wanted a drummer and they wanted it to look cool and whatever. Anyway, I got this phone call. Can you come down and audition? I was like, yeah, totally. Like, just send through the track. Send through the track. Yeah, cool. Learn it. Fine. Um, I knew that it would be a mime because uh, it's a video. I will talk about um, videos and TVs and how best to prepare for that because I think a lot of people don't actually understand how uh, that whole thing works but I'll do that another time. Um, anyway I got down to this audition and the address I remember thinking this address is weird because usually when you go to an audition especially in London you kind of know, like, you're always going to be auditioning in a studio, especially as a drummer. You need room, you need a kit, blah, blah, blah. This address was like, I was like, I don't recognise this at all, and it doesn't seem like a studio. Like, this is a bit odd. Anyway, I'm not here to judge, so I was like, I'm just going to rock up, I'm going to do my thing. If it happens, great. If it doesn't, fine. Not, not a thing. And um, I got down there, and it was literally like an office, apart from that it didn't have any, uh, well, the room that I was taken to, which is where the, I guess it was the manager must have been, and the label, I don't even remember. Um, it was literally a room with a couple of chairs, and then one in the middle of the room. And I was like, what is this? This, this is like a, this is an audition, this is like an interview, this is really strange. And then I sat down and they were just like, okay, great, so um, we're going to play the track and if you could just play along. Sorry, there's no drums here. And I was like, oh, uh, are, there, are we not? Um, I thought it was for drums. Like, uh, I'm auditioning, sorry, I should have mentioned, like, I'm auditioning to play the drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Like, yeah, yeah, so if you could just, like, um, uh, like, air drum, then that what are you like? What are you talking about? I was like, this is, this is mental. I don't understand. So I was like, okay, yeah, that that's fine. Anyway, I air drummed to this song, and then afterwards they're like, yeah, so like that's really good. Could you like maybe like give it like a bit more performance? I was just like, this is this is crazy. Why have I just come all this way to airdrop? This is so bizarre. I could have recorded it on a video and just sent it to them. That probably would have been a more realistic audition. Anyway, I tried to perform it more, but I was so just like, what the hell is this? What is what's going on? It's like this weird twilight zone. So um yeah, anyway, I did it a bit more with a bit more performance and um yeah, and then they're like, okay, great, thank you, see you later. I was like, Okay, so I left. Didn't get it. Totally didn't get it. I'm not surprised. My face was probably, well, exactly what it was just now. Just like, looking at them, like, I, I don't understand what you're saying. But, you know, you just try and um, understand what they're going for and just go with it. But I clearly didn't do a good enough job of that. But 
it's all right. And I've had other really funny auditions where um, I went for one particular one. Uh, again, this was for a video as well. I'm not very good at video auditions, clearly. I'm all right at the playing side, but the actual uh, like miming video stuff, not so good. Um, I remember going to this one audition, it was great. Uh, and I sort of like played along to a song to audition to. They did have a drum kit at this one. Um, and then at the end, they said, yeah, because obviously when I play, I don't know if people have seen me play, I smile quite a lot, and it's just because I love it. I love what I do. Um, and then I was playing, and then they said at the end, it's really good. Would you mind looking a bit more, you know, like moody when you do it? Like the next time, can we do another one? And I was like, yeah, yeah, totally. That's totally fine with my smiley face. And this is what I did throughout the whole of the next one. What an idiot! Um, yeah, so clearly I don't know how to look moody at all. Uh, although my parents would say something different when I was a teenager, I'm sure I had that moody look nailed. Um, yeah, so I didn't get that one either, which is fine. I remember wearing a really nice blue top, which wasn't mine actually that I borrowed. That's all the only other thing that I remembered about that audition. So yeah, so you do have sort of like a lot of random situations and you kind of got to just go with it. Like there's always, there's, there will always be like a random element to it. Oh, that's the other random element that can happen is um, they might say, oh, so we've got this riff that we've been jamming. Like, do you want to jam along? So you've got to be flexible enough to kind of do that. And the key to that is just listening to all the other musicians and trying to connect with them because no doubt if they are jamming a riff or whatever they're gonna be really open to connecting with you to help you and to make it sound good so always try and sort of connect with the other musicians um smiling helps i'll tell you one thing that uh a couple of times has been mentioned and it's i mean i don't do this on purpose i just happen to do it um when i when i play songs i sing along to the lyrics uh sometimes audibly unfortunately uh but mainly just mouthing along because i i just i just enjoy it it makes me enjoy the songs more it makes me connect the songs more it's just what i do and um a couple of artists that i've auditioned for i think a big part of the reason of me getting them was because i was singing along and i was enjoying it basically um so that's quite a good thing to do but only do that if you actually like always just be yourself i think that's another huge thing which it took me years to realize i was so busy trying to be everyone else and fit into uh, a certain mold and as soon as i just went you know what this is who i am and i'm okay with it and let me just be the best me that i can be and yeah sometimes i still didn't get auditions that's fine that's part and par of the course but it was always really nice to know that when I did get them it was because I was me and I don't have to put on some facade which by the way you can't keep that up anyway like I was saying on another video I think uh, on the tour bus one if you're in a tour bus with people on any tour with a bunch of people your true colors will shine pretty quick because you can't keep that like you can't keep that up 24 hours a day together for like months you're gonna yeah you'll reveal yourself to be who you are so and that's a good thing. I think you should just be you. It's it's a lot easier as well, aside from anything. <laughs> um, so yeah, so let's say you've done the audition. Uh, you know, this crazy audition that has made no sense in the way that I've told it. But, you know, you get an idea of some of the things you might get asked to do and, and the kind of headspace to get there. Uh, and then what do you do after the audition? So usually they'll just say, yeah, OK, great. Thanks so much for coming down, we'll um, be in touch, usual sort of stuff. Sometimes 
you just won't hear anything. And so for me, that used to get to me a lot. I used to be literally waiting by the phone. I would be, you know, oh, have they emailed me? Have they, have they called me? Have they left me a message? Ah, you know, because it meant a lot. And it still does. Every audition means a lot to me. But I think, as I say, if you come away and you just go, right, well, that's done. And I need to move on to the next thing. And whether that's going home and practicing after the audition or, you know, uh, recording a video for yourself to do, you know, to, I don't know, record a drum video or work on your website instead when you get home or just do something for yourself to make you feel like all my eggs are not in one basket. If I don't get this, it's not the end of the world and there'll be something else. Or another thing, a good thing to do is go and do a gig that evening if you can. Um, yeah, so I, I just kind of like, I almost block it off. I go, right, that's done and I move on to the next thing. Um, and that way, if you do get the call, uh, then it's a lovely surprise. And if you don't, it's like, well, it's not a big deal. Um, some people deal with uh, after, like the aftermath of auditions differently and I admire people that do this I'm not one of these people because I'm too scared um, some people will call up whoever was running the audition uh, and uh, chase up whether they'd got it or well obviously they haven't if they haven't heard from them but chase them up on what's happening um, and also if they don't get it they will ask for feedback which I think is incredibly brave I've never done that for a couple of reasons. Uh, one, I'm too scared. And um, two is that I I don't, what is the reason? It's not that I want to, don't want to seem desperate because that's not the right term, but I want to be as easygoing as possible so that, put it like this, right. The MD has decided you're not the one for the audition, fine. I want to be the person that doesn't hassle them or anything so that the next time they go ah that Emily girl yeah she was cool because they remember me as the drummer that came into the audition and maybe wasn't right for it but maybe there's something else that comes up and they go ah they might be really good for that I don't want to be the person that you go for the audition you don't get it you call them and go you know why didn't I get it and they're put in an awkward position because they kind of have to give you feedback. They might feel awkward about it. They might be a bit like, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I'm trying to be honest. And you know, you might be putting them in a slightly awkward position. Plus, if they're about, if they're doing auditions, they've probably got a million other things that they need to do to get this band together and get it rolling. So kind of, that's the last, the last thing you want to be doing is creating stress, extra stress and pressure for them. So when a next audition comes along, they might say, oh, yeah, they might be good. Oh, but do you know what? Do you remember last time and they just kept hassling me afterwards? I just don't think I could deal with that afterwards because in case they're not right for it, you'd rather be the one that comes in, just does your thing and is remembered purely for your playing. Anyway, I hope that this rambling has kind of helped you and um, you can take a few of these things into your next audition situation. Um, like I say, I'm always learning. Every audition I do, I learn something new. And, um, and yeah, um, I think the takeaway from this really is prepare. Prepare enough that it means that you can enjoy the actual audition process. Because it is fun. And if you can make it fun, it will come across because... 
people want to be around nice, fun, positive people. Nobody wants to get some musician that comes into audition and they think, you know, the thought process is not, do you know what? They're really negative. I really want to spend the next two years with them on a bus. That kind of process doesn't happen. So, um, yeah, just try and be, I don't know, be yourself, have fun, be positive. Uh, yeah, I think that's all I have to say on the matter, at least for now, but I'm sure there'll, oh, excuse me, I'm sure that there will be more stuff soon that I will say about this that I've forgotten. Hope that episode gave you some food for thought and that it managed to help you get to where you want to be when it comes to auditioning. And as I said in the episode, so much of it is to do with headspace. And I think if you can really get to a place where the outcome is irrelevant to you and you can be that in that relaxed space, then you're just going to come across as the best version of yourself in those sorts of situations. So uh, I'm going to keep asking you to do this every, at the end of every episode for the foreseeable, and that is to do me a huge favour and sign up to the A Drummer's Guide to mailing list. This is because I'm so terrified that the algorithms on different social media means that you're going to miss out on episodes. Uh, also, if you're following any of my videos, same problem. So through absolute fear, and I'm sure you've heard me talk about fear and there's uh, some episodes coming up about it, um, please head over to www.adrummersguide2.com and sign up to the mailing list um yeah i just want to be in touch with you basically i really like you i really do <laughs> so anyway i hope you're well and i will see you again next week for another subject and as ever if you have anything you'd like me to talk about drop me a message at info at a drummer's guide to.com all right catch you soon bye